the Severe MMA Podcast Premium with Sean Sheehan and Graham McDonald. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Severe MMA Podcast Premium. Today I'm joined by Ian Gary, who fights Theo Dunjo this weekend at Cage Warriors 106. Is it? You just informed me there. 106. 106. Yeah. I have the worst memory of all time. <laughs> I, you know, you're a good interviewer when you have to ask the person you're interviewing what character they're fighting on this weekend. So, Thomas, man. How are you anyway today, Ian? You're good. All good. All good. How are you? I'm, yeah, I'm not too bad. Come here to me. I, I usually I, I write out all my questions. It might, it might look like that after what just transpired. But uh, I, I went <laughs> I went to I googled your name this morning just to see when the the James Sheehan fight was uh, was on, and what, what I found was this mad story about you were in the nightclub and some guy just came up to you and like hit bottled you across the head did you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, um, so I'm from Pomanic, mm-hmm. um, and that's where all my friends are from, and we have this kind of local club that you only really go to on shite nights or, or good nights like it's it's always going to be busy on a good night it'll be shite other nights but mm-hmm. you're all you'll always end up it's one of those places you know you're always going to end up like yeah. and we went down there and i had literally uh, jesus when was this september 17th i think it was because i know it was like two months away from my birthday when it happened um and i was literally just out with my mom and my family you know mm-hmm. before that and then i was like i'll go meet the lads and I'll go have a few drinks with them. And I was standing in the smoking area and I was talking to t- uh, two girls. I was talking to my friend and then her cousin was sitting beside her. And then all I felt was something smash across the back of my head. Jesus. Some some bloke thought I was trying to chat up, miss- chat up his missus and smash the glass across the back of my head. Gee, That's what it was. Was like, could there be the worst person to, to do that? What, what did you do? What was in, your reaction? In 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 the middle of the smoking area, like it was. So it was at the back. So all the smoking areas where the crack is, you can talk inside. Is mm-hmm. all the music and stuff like yeah. that. I don't know. I like to be outside most of the time. Um, and the whole place just went silent. Jesus. Because everyone's seen it. Kind of, you looked over. It was a big L noise, like, but everyone's seen it. Mm-hmm. And was kind of waiting for me, my reaction, and I just finished my point. There's no way I was dealing with anything like that. Really? So you just <laughs> yeah. I, I I looked at my net. I looked at my hand. So I put my hand up towards the back of my ear because that was where it was. Yeah. I looked at it. It was all full of red. And then I just picked up my point, finished it, and was like, right, let's go deal with this. Turned around, and your mom was getting dragged out. And then I just walked out and was like, messing with one of the bouncers. I was like, Mick, Mick, he's the main bouncer. I was like. Yeah. Look, I know there's no cameras in that room. Just let me in for five minutes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Ian, if we, if I let you into that room, we'll be dealing with a different type of yeah, crime. And I was like, geez. yes, probably. So we went in and got um, looked after, and then went in the Bowman just to make sure that everything was all good and make sure I was safe. But I knew I was anyway. But yeah, the whole place just kind of went a bit quiet. As in, oh shit, maybe he's gonna lose it now. Jesus, that that you're lucky in a way, aren't you? That they, they did pull him away because yeah, you would when you. I would have fucking killed him. Yeah. I would have. I would if 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 I didn't kind of, if I had seen him for any longer, I probably would have. But like, I also didn't because I knew it was stupid. Like you could yeah. see he was locked, and there was no point in me going up and battering someone. Sure, I could batter anyway in that club if they were sober, more or less, and yeah. rather than being locked. All you had to do was blow because the wind that me would have fell over. Yeah. So it it ended anyway. He apologized to you and the baby come to this come to yeah. it was just it was a mistake yeah, more than yeah. really, was it? 
yeah, we'll see him just being drunk and probably off his face on drugs or something. Mm. But look, we'll see. These things happen in the it's, it? it's, it's done. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's done now, anyway. Yeah. Right, so look, you, you obviously have the, you have the fight this weekend, but kind of <coughs> going back, the, the last time I talked to you, you were coming off a few injuries and stuff, and you were supposed to, you were thinking about fighting in May and had to kind of put that back because of the injuries. What where are the injuries now? Are you fully over them? And obviously, you, you know, you've only five days to go back, but how, how, did it, how, how did that kind of transpire that you got over them and got back to be fighting this weekend? Um. So it was really just a hand Um. the last time. So... And if you look, watch if you want to re rewatch the fight, it happened a minute and 13 seconds into the first round against James Sheen. He just moved his head. I'm like, it was a it was a nothing shot kind of thing. It was just one of those shots that you just throw out, just and it just whatever way he moved his head and skimmed my hand, it just broke my um my second metacarpal, and I could just feel it from then on in the fight. And then after the fight, it just blew up. So I couldn't fight. For a while, I had to let it heal up, and it'd be stupid jumping back into a fight. Yeah. I mean, I could have, if I wanted to, jumped into to Cage Warriors, um, I think it was 105 in Colchester. Yeah, that would have. Uh, look, I suppose coming back from those injuries, is that, you know, you, you haven't been an amateur for very long. Was that kind of the first main injury you had uh, once you got professional, obviously? But did you have any in the amateurs as well that you had to, had to kind of get over? No, I've never had, I never get injured. Um, that was really the only one that the hand was just kind of those freak accident, but they can happen in anything. Like, yeah. to be honest, you're going into a 15 minute, like that was a 15 minute fight. Um, and that wasn't like an easy 15 minutes. That was, that was a tough 15 minutes to us, whether it was me doing most of the damage or him doing, or him getting the film. It was still a, a hard fight for both of us. Cause it's endurance on the body and it's it shots that like, at amateur, it's an extra six minutes. You know what I mean? It's an extra mm -hmm. two rounds. You wouldn't be you wouldn't be taking the damage necessarily. But no, that was the only injury I've really had. Um, bar a sore shin that yeah. happened in that fight as well. That's it. Um, we try and smart in our club that we try not to get injured. I mean, obviously you have those one or two little niggles that happen, but um, no, I, I've never got injured other than that. So, like, you mentioned there was a hard 15 minutes in, uh, here on the podcast and all, all around. We've kind of been talking for the last few weeks after Aaron Pico's fight about prospects and coming through. And obviously, you're you're probably the perfect person to talk to because you're one and on. You know, a lot of people are, are talking about you being the best prospect in Ireland. So, so like, ha have you a plan in place where you want to get there and how you're going to get there and who you're going to fight along the way to, to get to where you want to get to? Yeah. That's why I, that's why I signed the contract to Cage Warriors. Mm -hmm. I didn't see myself going anywhere else. Um, I've said this multiple times. At the moment, my mind is basically in one direction, and it's going towards the USC. I'm young. I have plenty of time to go through this sport and get myself to where I need to be. But if I was to sign with Bellator, I feel like I'm either signing myself away for just money or... I just don't want to fight the best. I just want to say I'm a fighter. Like you see these, mm -hmm. the lads fighting in Bellator and they're getting easy, you know, fights and they're winning and that's all right. That's great. Fair play to you, but you're never going to end up in the UFC. You're going to stay in that division and that's where you'll be. And you'll stay in the low end of that division because if you go any higher than that, you're going to get smoked. Um, And then you look at the likes of Cage Warriors where they've just sent Jack Short who was the 91st fighter to go from Cage Warriors to the OC. Mm -hmm. So 
my my plan is pretty much mapped out in front of me. I've signed a five fight contract with Cage Warriors. Um, I'd love to fight three more times this year and get it go, get it done and get get a quicker contract to come back in again because I just want to fight. And they've offered it. They, it's weird now. I would have happily done a show in August, in July or August, but if if I, this one went all good and come out injury free, but their next show is until September, but. Hopefully I can get September done and then jump in again in October. They have a show on the 20, 28th of twenty eighth of September and the twenty sixth of October. One in Liverpool, one in Birmingham. So I'd love to be able to jump into them, mm-hmm. get get another two done this year and get my name out there fully in case people don't know who it is. But that is my plan basically. My plan is fight my ass off in Cage Warriors, show people what I'm about, take out whoever comes in front of me, because They'll give me the fights. I don't need to worry about who I'm calling out. I'm not about calling someone out because if that's the case, I'd call bleeding Ross Houston out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I can't see here because I'm I'm one and zero, and he's going in to fight Nicholas Dalby now for the title, and he's gonna he's either gonna be eight one or nine and zero. I can't be talking shy to someone like him. He's earned his his spot. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'm just a, a little. A little sap coming up to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's and and to be honest, that's the way I look at it as well. I can't talk shit. I know I could if I wanted to, but at the end of the day, you just look like an idiot because you're a nobody. Mm-hmm. Now, when I've made my name for myself and I've got a couple of wins on me, then I might start opening my mouth and then I might start calling people out. But until then, I'll just give who Ian and Graham give me, put deal with them and then I'll move on to the next fight until I get that title and then I can call my shots. When you look at someone say like an RMP going out and obviously as you, as you said there I think it's probably you know I don't know the, the right way of doing it but I think it's probably a wise way of doing it to, to have a good matchmaker and obviously your, your coach or manager whoever it is should be deciding with them as well but when you yourself look at RMP going what's kind of happened to him do, like does that put anything in your head to, to kind of alter the way you're doing things or anything like that? No I think RMP goes just Jeez, he's a weird old character. He's he's done so well mm-hmm. for himself for himself inside and outside of the sport. Like he's got such a good good set of skills to go far in the game, but I just think he's using them wrong. Mm-hmm. Um now I don't know whether that sounds to his mindset, whether his coach is planning the, the the fights, but I haven't seen him take anyone down yet, has he? He did in his last fight for the, the first couple of rounds, but then, and then he got knocked out when he got back up. All right, well, that flying knee yeah, that flying knee is something that everyone can get caught with. Yeah. If it's at the right time, look, it, it was a lovely shot from your man, and you got to give him that. But I think Aaron Pico is young. Mm-hmm. Like, how old is he, 23? Yeah, he's young enough, yeah. He's in the early 20s anyway, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know he's, I know he's only a couple of years older than me, but, like, he's... He's so he has the potential to be so good, and if that if a couple of losses early on in his career were to go on and define who he who he turns out to be in his later years in his in his later twenties, well then fair enough. But like I know when I had the one loss at amateur, it changed my mind completely because mm-hmm. that guy was never good enough to beat me, but he did. If you know what I mean, yeah. In my mind, whether he was or he wasn't, in my mind he wasn't good enough to beat me and he never should have been able to touch me and he didn't. I feel like I still went in and won that fight, but there was still something in me that was like, you need to you need to change this up now. If someone can do that to you, you need to change your life and sort it all out. And then since then I kind of just went on my own little run and 
training was more aggressive and more was a lot smarter and I think that's just what he needs to do. He needs to go back, take maybe take a couple of weeks off, relax, and realize what way he wants to fight. Chris says that to us a lot. We need to pick our style of fighting. So if you were to look at me and say you're a striker, great. But I don't I don't know yet. I don't necessarily know yet if I want to be a striker. Because you can incorporate all types of skills into the game, but you're gonna have to be you're gonna be one or the other mainly. Mm-hmm. But like, I want, and I've said that I haven't really said this, but I kind of want to be able to do anything whenever I want. I want to be able to go in there and just do me, and that's it. And I'm getting happier and happier and happier with doing that. And Chris is as well. I'm going in there. I'm striking against lads. I'm doing some some flashy stuff that I'm learning in the gym, and then I'm changing up by changing levels and bringing it to the ground and solidifying a game that I'm enjoying at the moment. So. It just might be him going back to the drawing board and sorting himself out. That that might be the problem. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you about actually designing a style. You kind of answered the question, I suppose, there without me even asking you, which is something I always wonder. Like, how does someone actually come to their style? And, like, there's... I, I, you look at fighters and you oh you know it's probably glibe of me to say it sometimes that that guy like needs to throw a jab more needs to be more technical and then you look at another guy and saying he's t- throwing too many jabs he needs to vary it up a little bit more which is odd like you watching fights like that and you training yourself how is how do you find like that happy medium in in between you know <laughs> different styles or have you found it yet? And like, is, is that why you fifteen minute fights like that are actually a great thing for you? Because you can kind of can discover what's best for you. So for me personally, I already know what I am in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I've obviously had a background in striking since I was very young, and I just enjoy. And you know what? It's not even me. I think of when people watch my fights. What do they enjoy? They enjoy watching me dance around the ring and punching the head off someone or in, in return, getting the head punched off at the same time. Um, that's what everyone wants to see. Nobody likes watching someone go in, take someone down and grapple them, especially if the grappling's not born. If, if, the, if the grappling is born and it's not exciting where there's loads of elbows and blood everywhere and stuff like that. So, that for me is my style. I lo- I love stand up fights, but then again, like I tried to grapple in my last fight, and Chris was screaming at me not to. <laughs> I love grappling at the same time, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm in a stage where I want to be so good everywhere that I can do what I want and go with it. But at the end of the day, you do have to kind of choose which one you're going to be, and then work around it if you know what I mean. That's the way we think yeah. about it. At the same time as being a, like, I'd consider myself as being like complete. Like, there's, there's, a, there's obviously a lot of holes in my game. I'm, I'm, I'm young. I'm learning. I'm, I'm doing this process like everyone else has, and everyone else has come up to it. But I feel like I'm a hell of a lot more well-rounded than a lot of the guys I look at. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the, and I'm all, you know the, the mental side of the game. Then, like, is is that a thing you work on as well? You know, there's a lot of hype around you from from me. I apologize. I. I Telling everyone how good you are, so that's all good. I'll take that. But do, do you like is that something that kind of gets you? Do you have to like talk yourself down sometimes? Don't get too hyped. I need to kind of stay a bit calm here, or is that I think you kind of just let yourself get away with because it'll, it'll kind of drive you? Or what way do you kind of look at that? Nah, Sean, to be honest, I'd tell myself it anyway. If that mm-hmm. was the case, I just I'd literally sit at home and tell myself, 
that I'm good enough and that I'm going to be good enough because I just have belief. It's not, it's, it's just, I believe I can go, I, I can, I can be as good as I think I can, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then when you've got people in the gym who are so good, like Chris and Tom and James, the more Peters come down, Cole, and I see my skill level against them and I just see it constantly growing and growing and growing and growing. I know that I'm only getting better. Mm-hmm. So, my confidence isn't a problem, and I don't think it will be. Um, I mean, obviously, if you maybe if you down the line, if you add a, a, a knockout in there or you add a loss in there, maybe it might. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I feel like I'm bulletproof. Yeah, and I suppose like that's something you have to do. I, I, and you know, I always people when they're talking about you know hype and stuff as well. You know, if someone, I, I reckon, if someone is hyped and they're gonna make it to the top, they'll either make it to the top if they're hyped or not. You know, <laughs> and if exactly, you, yeah, you, you kind of have to have that mentality as well. Is that the way you look at it? Like, if you don't have that bulletproof mentality, you're not gonna make it there anyway. I, I, yes and no. I mean, I just that's just the way I've I've been. It's the way I'm designed. I've always been confident in what i'm doing especially when i put my mind to it i know i can do something i know i can achieve it and uh, fucking sound like my, uh, michael bisman slap <laughs> brock old here jesus so but, helpful. Okay, get, get right one there <laughs> jesus um but you know what i mean yeah, I, once yeah. i put once i put my mind to something i know i can i can give it a fair old whack mm-hmm. and that's all i'm doing i'm just putting my my power everything that i have into this and hoping that it can get me to where i am and Step by step, we're getting there. I mean, the first fight was out. The, the pro, the debut is out of the way. The mm-hmm. contract's out of the way. Now it's just me going in there and being me and showing what I can do. And next in line is is the title. And that I don't that could be next year. It could be the year after. But that's that's what's next in line. Mm-hmm. In I, want, I want to ask you about Teo. Before I, I do that, I just want to ask you about kind of Team KF. Obviously, you you since last time I spoke to you, you you've kind of become a. a Oh, what's the word, I suppose? Become a, a brand, obviously, moving away from, from SBG. Like, what's your take on that? Is there, is there a bit of drama there between SBG now and Team Kev? Could we see a, a few big fights between the gyms? You know, you were kind of talking about the lads in Bellator there and stuff. And how, how big is it to kind of have Chris Fields in that gym behind you as well? I, I hope we have a couple of fights. Really? Well, no, it's just, for me, I'm looking at it. They're never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I know that because especially if you look at where our gym is going and when you look at where their gym is going... We're all we're all in the mindset we're going to UFC and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. So, and obviously with myself and James kind of leading the way in the fighting aspect, um, lads behind us are going to want to come to Cage Warriors because they'll have been to the shows, they'll have watched the shows, they'll have been to it all. So they're going to want to go. I want to fight on this. Mm-hmm. But I'll have no problem if one of them goes after Bellator. But if one of them goes after Bellator, well then great. Maybe that'll be the the start of them getting a fight but i don't think we're gonna end up fighting anyone from ireland well i mean anyone from SBGs or anything like that to be honest it's not something we think about i mean people talk about it like and you're not just just not argue and no like we i've i've very rarely seen anyone from SBG kind of ireland around mm-hmm. like i see them at shows and competitions that's about it but like from from our point of view, we don't care about anyone else bar ourselves. That's why we, why Chris and Tom have decided to do what they they've done and get out and build their own brand. We want their own success. We want James James's victory of being a world champion now to be 
our team. They want me and James now going in here getting two wins on the weekend to be about Team KF. We don't want it to be associated with anyone else. We just want to go out and do our own thing, and that's it. So what goes on between our walls is 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 what happens, and anything outside of it, realistically, we don't care about. How good is it to have James, which obviously fighting this weekend as well? I spoke to him a, a couple of weeks ago. Like, <coughs> to, to have both of you kind of getting to the point where you're fighting at the same time and you know inspiring and everything. How big is that to have someone as good as that with you in the gym preparing for the same night? I love it. I love having James. Like I love having James over in the, in in Ireland all the time, and I'd like to have him over as much as possible. And it's brilliant because. He's a bit of crack um, out in, inside, outside the gym, anywhere. He always, he, and he's a hard worker. So even when you're you're training hard, it might be a 10 second little thing and he'll just say something and it'll completely make your day. And James is so, James, I've been, I said this before, uh, James drives me to work harder so much because he works so hard mm-hmm. that I feel like, Whenever I text him or wherever I call him and I see what he's doing and he says, like, just in the gym, I'm like, shit, I better go to the gym. <laughs> and then he just he just works so hard because I know he comes over here for a couple of days a week and he's giving up his family, his friends, yeah. his fiance, that he just comes over here, works his ass off, get it, gets it done and then goes home and, well, goes back and sees his fiance more, more than anything. That's what he misses the most. But, um... He just comes over here and works his ass off, and you're gonna see that in this fight because he's 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 ready to go, and it's the most it's the best I've seen him, and I really just can't wait to, to see him let loose and see all his hard work pay off mm-hmm. for so, both of us. So you've tailed uh, this week, and there isn't obviously there isn't that much tape. him. I watched uh, one of his his first profile, I believe, and he looks like a hard striker on the feet in a very, very good top game. How much have you seen of him, and uh, and uh, what, what's going to happen in this fight? Tell us. I've seen really nothing of him. I watched that clip that you were talking about, and I knocked it off after about thirty seconds. It was that shit. Um, and I think Chris done the same as well, but. I don't really watch fights, so it's up to Chris. Chris will tell me what he wants to do. I'll go in and implement it in training. Somehow or some way, we'll work in little little techniques. But we normally just advance my own skill set mm-hmm. and just get better and better and better. Otherwise, I've said this before, if you change opponents, you're not completely designed around one person, whereas I'm just specifying little details that may make me better and get get the better hand against the likes of Teo. Um, I don't really care how this fight goes. Um, once I stop his ass, that's it. Um, I'm not I'm not walking out there with a decision that fucking the lads in the gym are killing me for that. <laughs> because I stop my fights. I finish all my fights. Mm-hmm. That's how I do. That's what I, I, I'm in there to do. And obviously, I got a setback of the the broken hand, so I had to kind of take it a bit easy and play it a bit smarter, mm-hmm. which is fair enough. But the lads are still giving me a bit of stick now. I know they don't really mean it. I know it's just yeah. a bit of banter, but it, it does it does mess with my head because I'm already in that mindset of I should be finishing fights mm-hmm. because I don't think someone should be able to go 15 minutes at me. Um, but I'm gonna go in here. I don't really care how it goes, whether it's stand up and I get the knockout or where it's on the ground and I get the sub or he takes to the ground and I, I change it up and I get a TKO. I don't really care. All I know is I'm walking in there and I'm stopping him and that's it. 
So, sounds good. Should, should be funny. It's on the. It's on Fight Pass anyway for for free, I believe, this weekend. So everyone. Can I think so. I would imagine it. so. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, hundred percent. So uh, thanks very much, Ian, for joining me. Uh, tell anyone uh, before before we I let you go uh, where where to find you. Instagram, Twitter, all those good places. If you have anything else to shout um, out, feel free. It's just Ian Gary on Instagram, Ian Gary on Facebook, and then Ian Gary MMA on Twitter. Um, so yeah perfect pretty pretty easy sounds good right Ian thanks very much for joining me really appreciate it best of luck this weekend to you and the whole team thanks everybody for listening we'll see you all next time